0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting adventure of Tales from the Attic. I'm your host, Donnie Salvo, and what we do here at Tales from the Attic is I go up into my attic, into a long box, grab a random comic book, come down, and we read it together. And it's fun. It's funny sometimes, fun most of the time, disappointing, maybe, I don't know, I don't know what your tastes are, people, but first, let's talk about my sponsor for this episode is World of Hurt. World of Hurt is Superfly meets The Equalizer, created by artist Jay Potts. World of Hurt is the wayward stepchild of Ernest Tidman's John Shaft and Alex Raymond's Rip Kirby, desperately trying to live up to the greatness of his forebears. World of Hurt is an opportunity to tell exciting action-adventure tales from a milieu, an era that, for all its jive and flash, is bursting with storytelling potential. Go to www.worldofhurtonline.com. Check it out and thank you very much, World of Hurt, for sponsoring this episode, which is Uncanny X Men number one forty six from June of nineteen eighty one. I was uh blur 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 eight eight and it opens up with Oh this is uh sorry. Written by Chris Claremont, of course, who else? And artist Dave Cockrum. and Joseph Rubenstein. Stein. 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 Frankenstein. No, oh, I'm Dr. Frankenstein. Are you serious? That has nothing to do with this comic. Anyway, Murder World! And we open up, and Storm is standing next to a. <laughs> a uh, valiantly posed Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom? And the X Men books? Maybe. Sometimes. It happens. Don't worry about it. And Dr. Doom's looking out his window and he's going, fascinating. I don't know why I'm making him talk like fascinating. <laughs> That's Dr. Doom's new voice. Fascinating. The forecast was for clear weather, yet in a matter of hours, the storm has appeared from nowhere. Freezing temperatures, rain, gale, force winds, and it is getting steadily worse. According to the According to Arcade, Storm is a weather witch. Could this be her doing? I don't know. She's standing next to you. Why don't you ask her, right? Huh? It's a pity she's no longer capable of telling me. Ah. So he turns around and he says, Ororo, I should like some mulled wine. Bring a cup for me and my guest as well. And she says, as you command, Lord Doom. That's crazy, so... Storm is on some kind of uh, Some kind of a, uh, a Spell or something and, and who is his guest? Arcade uh, Oh boy Arcade is a rich guy uh, Basically he was a, a, a rich Psychopath Who was into the video games And see this is 81 so we're starting to get arcades All over the country and things things Like that So there you go And he's this red headed goofball and a white like Colonel Sanders suit with a big ass uh yellow and red polka dotted bow bow tie. Bow tie. And there's only one man that has ever pulled off a bow tie. And that is Pee Wee Herman. You're right. So anyway, uh so Doctor Doom's like, Why the long face arcade? Surely you've faced defeat before Because I'm Dr. Doom and I'm used to it Fantastic Force kicked my butt since 1964 And Arcade goes Never when my own butt was on the line, Vic He calls him Vic That's how they got it Or they don't, because he says Lack of proper respect towards me Could put you into this Oh, got you into this predicament in the first place So don't push your luck so they're going back and forth, you know. He he's, he's kind of like he's upset. He co- he caught the X Men too easy. That's what Arcade's saying. He goes, "I caught him too easy." I, I thought, you know. <sighs> Doom says stuff like, "You know, you continue to amuse me, and uh, you shall continue to live." I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let you live. That's how I'm gonna be. And Arcade's like, "Look, man, I'm an assassin, not some court jester." And Doom says, you are whoever I choose to make you. Wow. So they're looking at a picture on the wall, a painting, if you will. And uh, Arcade's like, well, what happened to the X-Men? What did you do to him? I saw your guards carry him away. And Doom's like, check out this picture, this painting on the wall. And he hits a button on a computer console, and there's Nightcrawler. He's inside the painting. But he's in a futureless, uh, a featureless, not futureless. That doesn't even make sense. Featureless cube, and see, so he has no idea what's outside of it or where he is. So therefore, he has to have kind of an idea of where he's teleporting to, because if he doesn't, then he can wind up like in the middle of a like uh you know in the middle of a wall or you know bottom of the ocean uh New Jersey. You know, three places you don't ever want to be. See what I did, dude? Um So then you know, so he's he can't teleport. So he's just stuck in this in this cube thing. And then it goes to Colossus, who is climbing a mountain. He's climbing a mountain inside a uh a whirlpool which is kinda weird. So there's like a whirlpool around him And he's on this mountain-ish thing A big-ass rock And he's trying to figure out how to um, How to get out of there But he's climbing to the top And he says, well, you know I'll climb to the tippity-top And I'll punch my way out of the roof of the cell And just as he's figured, you know That he could do that laser cannons shooting up the rock so now he can't ever get to the roof so now he's just stuck on a rock and then boom we go to Wolverine in the brown costume which I always liked I know a lot of people like the traditional but I I, I did like this one um he's in a he's in a zero gravity chamber and uh it's, it's basically a black and white checkered room, but it's all kind of like because there's no gravity or whatever. And uh, so that way he can't get his senses about him. He's just floating around and then he could. Well, see, this is what they're saying. OK, uh, this is back in the day. You don't know, have the invincible Wolverine where he could take a bomb from Hiroshima and then he'll be all right. Just put some tussing on it. You'll be all right, Wolvie. Just nuclear blast What kind of pussy are you Anyway So back in the day You could disorient him With things like A zero gravity chamber Excuse me I have a bit of a cold I'm sorry So you might hear Sniffling My apologies So he's just floating around And uh, Boom All of a sudden he hit a wall But this is what happens When he hit the wall He's like a super ball. He's just bouncing now from wall to wall to wall to wall. I don't exactly know how that works. And boom, we go to a chamber who had, it has Angel in it. Now, Angel joined the X-Men uh, for a short time around this uh, area of issues. Uh, and he's sitting on a perch in a giant birdcage. Does Doom just have this shit laying around? And they're like, uh, hey, hey, Victor, we're cleaning out the garage. And uh, we have this ginormous birdcage, and we're thinking about putting it to the curb. Uh, Can we get a yay or nay on that? Um, You know, I don't really think we need it, but, you know, uh, let me know. And Doom's like, no, no, put that big giant birdcage away. You never know when I might need it for a prison for a man with wings. And that's what happened. So he's sitting. He's literally, he's sitting in a bird cage, and it, there's there's no bars on the windows or anything. There's no guards around him, and he's sitting on a perch, sitting on a perch. And he says, "Well, I'm just gonna get out of here. Let me see what happens." And I try, to, and he starts to fly. All these laser cannons come out of the roof and the floor, and they're just shooting at him now. So there must have been a sensor on the perch. So then he's he's trying to fly back. He gets shot in the in the wing and in the arm, and he goes back to the perch, and the lasers stop. And then, uh, boom! We go back to uh, Doctor Doom's parlor, and uh, him and Arcade are just talking about their evil plans. And here comes Storm in with. Uh, two pimp cups full of wine for Doom and Arcade, and she goes, here's your wine, Lord Doom, and Arcade's all nervous. He's like, Storm! He's like, I don't believe it, I thought. And then, of uh, them all only Cyclops and maybe Wolverine, the little psycho, equal her indomitable will, and yet you made her the perfect servant. How did you do that? And Doom's like, mm, there's very little I can't do, but check this, you might say I made her, Storm rips off her face. She takes it off. And she's a robot. So she's a Doombot. A Storm Doombot. So that explains she's not under a spell. She's not even real. That Doom. So Arcade's like, well, where's the real thing? And uh, Doom pulls a curtain away. A blue velvet curtain. It's just here. My Metabolic Transmuter Transformer Rural into Organic Chrome. He turned her into a big-ass Hood ornament, dude. Hood (laughs) Ordemant. I told you I didn't really feel too hot. Hood (laughs) orderment. So she's just all chromed out. And, uh... You know, Doom just has to explain everything. She's not unlike the Organic Steel that compromises... Oh, that comprises Colossus. uh, Except that his life processes are normal. And, uh, well, hers have been slowed down to almost nothing. So is it her that's causing the storm outside? I bet it is. I bet it is. And even Arcade's like, that's cruel, Doc. Too cruel. And he goes, I wish I thought of it. Perfect bad guy line, right? Wish I thought of it. And then, uh. You know, he said, "You know, I speared her. The ravages of growing old. She will stay this age forever. But she's covered in chrome. She can't move." Oh, you are in it. You are in it, and you could see like then they do a close up of her eyes, and then one eye, and one eye's all glowing. The other eye got lightning. And, it, and then outside you look, and it's just, I mean, it is a shit storm. And then uh, a little little bit away uh, from Doom's Castle, around the uh, East Indies, it says, we're going to look at a small uncharted island. Boom! Here we are. Small uncharted island. And it's Scott Summers. <sighs> and... Elliotis Forrester, captain slash owner of the trawler Arcadia. And he's, Cyclops is, they're underneath some palm trees, like, sitting in a little hubble. And uh, Cyclops is like, sounds bad, Lee. Oh, so they get to call her Lee. I had to pronounce that dumbass name. Anyway, and uh, she's like, it is bad, Scott. I've never seen weather like this. These fallen trees should shield us from the wind, yes, because in a lightning, a thunder and lightning storm as bad as this, you want to hide under the trees. Anyway, um, you remember that, kids. So if that's going to protect them from the wind, not the lightning. Uh, but there's a possibility they're gonna they might drown before morning because of the rain is so hard. I doubt that. And guess what happens? Boom. Lightning hits the trees. They just barely get out of there. Scott's not in costume. He's in regular garb, and he has the... uh, I never understood this. Whenever he loses his visor, they always just wrap a piece of cloth around him. And it's like, look, the only reason why he's not blowing stuff to shit is because his eyes are closed. So does it really matter? If we put that piece of cloth there, like if he opens his eyes that Peetha his beams are not going to be like, "Oh, it's a piece of cloth. We will not project out and hurt and harm other things in our path." No. And he even falls, he goes, "My blindfold," and then, blah, he shoots a big old massive optic beam into the uh, into the ocean, and she's like, "Good Lord." That's exactly what she says. "Good Lord." And he's like, "Lee, get behind me." And then he starts talking about, Without my ruby quartz glasses to control my optic blast, I have no choice but to blindfold my eyes shut. (sighs) So she's tying the blindfold back on him. He goes, I think I owe you an explanation. And she goes, I guess you do, but we could wait till the storm's over if we live that long. Dun, dun, dun. And then, boom, we're going to New York City over an amusement park, which is... Arcade's Murder World. And who do we have inside this little jet thingy? Polaris. Havoc. Banshee, who at this point I think is depowered. Uh, he did something to his throat. And for a little while there, he lost his power. And uh, I think he became a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent for a little while. And I think that's the Garbys in now. Uh, right now he's sitting down in a jet. I can't see. And Iceman... So we got Havoc, Polaris, Iceman, and Banshee. And um, they're flying around Murder World. And Havoc's like, you know, this is the, this is where Arcade released the X-Men after the last battle. Which is way back in X-Men 123 and 124 if you want to go and buy those. Good luck, brother. Um, logically, there should be an underground connection between it and Murder World. So, Polaris, it's up to you to find them. And I don't know why it's up to her, but apparently she's using her magnetic powers to find the biggest source of magnetic and electrical energy. Don't figure it out. Uh, your head explode. explode. It lands. The jet lands, and they're all out. And yes, it uh, looks like Banshee is in a uh, shield outfit. And, uh, yeah, he is... Oh, that's right. He is on the cover. He's in some kind of, like, spy gear. I don't know. So, uh... They landed in a landfill, which, you know, if you're gonna have a secret passage to... Why not? But they don't wait for a secret path. They don't look. Havoc just starts shooting at the ground, and basically he just blows a a, a hole <laughs> uh, all the way down... Into, uh, the Murder World Control Center thingy. So, uh, so he hits, like, the metal on the outside, and then Polaris, because it's metal, she just rips a hole in it, and they all jump in. And you know they're not gonna, this isn't gonna be easy for them. So, all of a sudden, there's a Hologram. And it's a chick, it's a hot chick It says, welcome back Banshee I see you brought some new playmates with you How thoughtful I'm Miss Locke Now Miss Locke is Arcade's um Assistant And um, Havoc's like a hologram And then Polaris is like, impossible I destroyed every circuit This complex should be dead There's no way they'd be able to do it and uh, the hologram of Miss Locke's like, Yeah, um, uh, sorry, you're wrong. Welcome to Murder World, X-Men. Where nobody ever survives. And boom! The floor opens. Conveniently, right where they're standing, there's four holes. Banshee yells tra- trap jo- doors. Oh, God. I almost said tra- trap drawer- drawers. I don't even know what I'm doing. I do not feel well. Anyway. And then... They're led down these intricate, but yet see-through tubes. And Banshee's going, we're being separated just like the last time. And then uh, Iceman said, it's been ages since I used my power, superpowers in a fight. And this time I'll be on my own. Nice. And then Havoc's like, I'm glad my brother Scott isn't here to see this. Some leader I'm turning out to be. And Polaris is... um. What happened? Did my powers fail or was I overconfident? So everybody's got their own little niche. They're all kind of immature. And then in Murder World's control room, there's the real Miss Locke, and she says, Status report Mr. Chambers. Mr. Chambers is the, uh, he's kind of like the tech of Murder World, the, uh, if you will, uh, another assistant, if we could say that. And um, he's like, backup systems fully operational Miss Locke but it was it was a near thing the shields barely held against Polaris strike they won't survive another one like it and then she says they won't have to and there's like all these people that are wrapped up in presents they're wrapped up like presents and just their heads are sticking out and one of them says why because she'll be dead oh I think these are staff of the school or people that know the X-Men because this is uh Stevie Hunter, I didn't notice that. Um, who was a dance teacher for Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. So how do you like that? That's right. She taught dance. And a one, and a two, and a three. Um So Miss Lock's like, precisely, Miss Hunter, would you care to join her? I didn't realize that Stevie Hunter was around this long. Um Your Lives were f- were forfeit instead of the X-Men, instead the X-Men attack, so they were going to kill all these people, and, uh, and she's like, dead, we're no use to you, and then Miss Lock's like, frightened yet defiant, I like that, so anyway, we go, Havoc lands into a (laughs) giant spaceship roller coaster thing. And he lands in it and all of a sudden the engines are out right And he's in the middle of space all of a sudden And there's uh, Ships shooting at him Like a big old Star Wars battle And um He figures out he must be in a giant hologram field But the energy boats are for real Because they just, they just kind of nicked him And he's like damn it So he's just flying around in this ship And he, He's just shooting his blasts out, and uh, he's blowing them up and whatnot. And then there's this big old, like, a mothership, and he's heading towards it. But are we going to find out what happens? No. Iceman gets thrown down. He's out of his tunnel, and he lands in an ice skating rink. How convenient for him. And an Android hockey team comes out, and they're ready to come after him. And he just puts up this big old ice wall, and they go right into it, destroyed, just like that. And uh, he goes, this is going way too easy. And as soon as he opened his mouth and said that, boom, big hole opens up in the ice. They fall underneath. It's not water. It's acid. Now, how does ice stay on top of acid? Don't try and figure this out. Your head will explode. So anyway, uh, and then on top of it, they're activating heaters across the roof Heat rises. This doesn't work really either. Um, Until like the whole thing can be filled. But anyway, so the heaters are. So the the ice is going to start melting, and an ice man will what? He'll eventually fall into the acid. So boom, we go back to Polaris, and she's passed out on the bench of a merry-go-round. Why are there benches on a merry-go-round? Quite lame. If you're one of the bench people or stationary horse people, quite lame of you. Just throwing it out there. So she's waking up and there's Colossus' little sister, Ileana, at this point where she's really young. She's running around. And and Polaris recognizes her, um, and she goes to chase her, and then one of the horses comes alive. <laughs> and it's got fangs. And whatnot. Kicks her in the back. And then all the horses on the merry-go-round are coming alive. And she uses her um, magnetic powers and destroys the merry-go-round. And then she runs up to Ileana. She goes, you are alright? I'm a friend of your brother. And she goes, I know who you are, Polaris. And I have a surprise for you. And she got this evil face on. And she goes, eat hot lead, sucker. And she starts shooting. And then, boom! What happened to Banshee? Well, we're going to tell you. Banshee is in a He's in a he's in a, a ghost town, an old western town if you will, via Brady Bunch style. And it's called the Cyborg Shootout. And there's a cow, robot cowboy and he goes, "Draw, partner." And uh so it's a good thing Banshee's packing heat. And uh he see he even said he goes, "If I possessed my superpowers, I could ace the entire gang here without, you know, but his. his <laughs> See, Banshee's Irish, and Claremont writes him like he's. Like, uh. Like, like he's, um. <laughs> the Lucky Charms leprechaun. He's like, Ah, oh, if I once. Pos- if I possessed me powers, I could ace the entire gang in, in, in a trice. But me wounds haven't healed. Hart, tart, her. Ah, I wonder if they ever will. For all intents and purposes, Sean Cassidy's a normal man. But being normal doesn't exactly make me a pushover. In my youth, before I was assigned to the Infiltrate Factor 3, I was one of the best Interpol agents ever. And that's way back in X-Men. He was injured in X-Men 119. And so he shoots. So I don't know if he's an Interpol agent, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. The costume looks very familiar. He's just, just rolling around shooting stuff, and there's a big explosion. And... Moria McTaggart is on a tied up on a train track, and there is a robot of of a dude in a tall black hat, top hat, with a curly mustache who is tying her there. And boom, we go back to havoc. Who goes? He's just about to go inside the mothership, but he jumps out, and his spaceship goes in there, and it explodes. And then he, he gets really ticked off and he shoots an energy beam up in the sky and an emergency hatch opens up and he's in a utility tunnel. And he says, you know what, I'm just going to blow up shit and I'm going to hopefully cripple murder World and no one will have to put up with this. So then we go, and he's just starting to shoot things, wires and whatnot. And then it goes to the control room. Miss Locke and Mr. Chambers are there and he's like, systems are dysfunctional in sector 12. I better investigate. And she goes, well, be careful. Because you know who's out there. And then, boom, we go back to Polaris, who has no problem in ripping evil Ileana apart with her magnetic powers. But then, all of a sudden, she's caught in a whirlwind. And, oh, it's the carousel. So she must have, before, she must have just destroyed the, uh, the horses themselves. She's in the carousel, and... It's spinning really fast, and then all of a sudden it lifts her up, and it's taking off like a helicopter. She's getting all dizzy. But then it gets all the way up in the air, and boom, it explodes. What happened to Polaris? Is she dead? No. She's floating. She's floating. And you find, you know, so she's just like, you know, you you can't hit me with metal stuff, man. This is my thing. This is what I do. And all of a sudden... Boom, she gets hit with an inhibitor field, neutralizing her powers, and she starts falling. So she falls through the roof of the ice skating rink where Iceman makes an ice bridge, and he picks her up, and he's trying to save her. And then what does he do? He subfreezes the wall and smashes through it. Okay. And then, boom, we're in a service tunnel, and who's there? Mr. Chambers. And who's behind him? Havoc. He blasts him with an energy blast. And knocks him right out. And then boom, we go back to Banshee. And he knocks over the the top hat guy. And uh he knocks over the top hat guy and he's trying to save Maury and McTaggart. And coming down from the um the roller coaster. It is is an actual roller coaster. And uh Who's in it, but Amanda Stefan and Candy Southerton, Angel's girlfriend and Nightcrawler's girlfriend, and they're coming down full speed, and they're going to hit. So he's trying to untie her. He can't. And then all of a sudden, Iceman makes a bridge to deflect the train, and it goes, uh, the the roller coaster, rather, goes up in the air. The two women fall out. Polaris grabs them. And this is what we call teamwork. And you know what? They're all safe and everybody's happy and they're trying to catch up with each other. And then all of a sudden, the three women start smiling weird and boom, they explode. And what happens? They were just they were just robots. They were androids. Now Havoc made his way into the control room and he's sneaking up behind Miss Locke. She pulls a pistol. He blasts it. And next thing you know, Miss Locke, Mr. Chambers handcuffed. They're getting ready to take off. They're trying to figure out where the X Men are. And we are going to Doom's to Doom's place. It's still lightning. Uh he's just thinking, you know, like you know, he's getting really sick of arcade and whatnot. Arcade smoking some Havana cigars and yada yada. And then uh, they're keeping an eye on Storm, who's who's now glowing a little bit. And um, Arcade keeps bothering Doom. He's in deep thought. And Doom turns around. He's like, "If you're gonna tell me something, please do." And he goes, "All right." I know. He goes, "I don't understand why you uh you got to talk to me that way. I just wanted to tell you." Nightcrawler has disappeared, and that's how the issue ends. Dun-dun-dun. So, next issue, X-Men's Climatic Showdown with Dr. Doom and Arcade. Yay! That was a little long, but there's a lot going on in this issue, man. Claremont. Claremont could pack them. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at Donny D-O-N-N-Y, Salvo, S-A-L-V-O, all one word, at yahoo.com. Let me know what you think of the show you love it you hate it you're eh about it that's okay too you could be um and there you go um thank you for listening and uh thanks for all the positive reviews and everything you make me feel loved but uh alrighty like I said if there's a book you want me to review or, or go through and and have fun with it let me know all right guys I will talk to you next time.